We're live, right, Chip? Jeff, are you hearing music in your head? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff, episode 36. I had like five screens open and I just had music blasting. I like to, by the way, I like to consider this episode 35A. Okay. If we can. Okay. That's fine. Numbers don't mean anything, Chip. Great. Um, I am the Jeff part of Chip and Jeff, and I like to introduce the Chip part, beloved comedian, South Philadelphia icon, Chip Chantry. And I'm the Jeff part of Chip and Jeff. Oh, and uh, John Kensel says hi. John Kensel is uh, viewing right now, and he says he says hi. To Hello, us. John Kensel. John Kensel, very funny man. Would you agree, Chip? Oh, geez. Can we can we take can we take this off air? Yeah. We'll, okay. uh, we'll we'll table that discussion. Yeah, if we can table that discussion and and we'll we'll go into we'll go into a session for that one. I, uh, I I can't I can't I can't confirm nor deny that John Kensel is funny. I can't do it. Well, we started off the show, Chip, with a. Here, I'm gonna press something. Then I'm gonna. Uh, but by the way, can can I can I can I interrupt you already? Yep. One of my favorite things in the world that that I ever did is uh, one time I called John Kensel on his telephone because that's where he called people. And it's his person. It was his cell phone. I called him on this is years ago and I was expecting him to pick up or no, I'm sorry. He called me. He called me. So I knew it was coming from him and I saw that he was calling. So I pick up and I was like, hi, John. And then it was a lady's voice. And she said, please hold for Mr. Kensel. And then she handed it to John and it was John. And he goes, thanks, Trudy. Like he had a secretary. It was his mom. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I started off the show, Chip, with something a little different. Normally, we play the Junk Miles theme. Everybody loves it. A lot of people like to air guitar to it. Yeah. Drum, air drum to it. I played a song people might have noticed. A little different. A great one. It was an awesomely festive song. It was called Christmas at Fergie's by our pal, Brian Seymour. Yes. He just great dropped this. Brian Seymour. Yes. He dropped this song yesterday. Um, all proceeds from the download of this song will go to Philadelphia Community Fridge, a community-centered volunteer organization combating food insecurity and inequity in Philadelphia. If you like that song, go to brianseymour.com, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R slash Christmas dash at dash Fergie's. Does Fergie's mean anything to you, Chip? Uh, no. What is that? Fergie's, uh, a beloved bar maybe philadelphia's greatest bar wouldn't you uh wouldn't you agree maybe? yes i would 100 agree fergie's yeah yeah i would have to say my favorite bar in philadelphia upstairs at fergie's upstairs at fergie's is there, nothing wrong I, mean, I have nothing against with downstairs at fergie's but upstairs at fergie's is one of my favorite places in the world it's the first place i ever performed stand-up comedy yes first time i ever performed there and uh yeah always love the vibe uh fergie's great and it's uh i i hope it's coming back in full swing once this is all over and, and we, we hope that that happens it's uh i've done many good shows there my brother and i used to do a show there called santa's hangover every year yeah. i think we talked about that which is always fun between christmas and new year's where i would do comedy with my comedy friends i think including john council sometimes and my brother's band would then play and we'd have all our friends there and it was always it's always a great time I love but upstairs at Fergus because the stage is so close to the tables and it's on the same level. 
not elevated. It might be a little elevated, but it, well, it, it used to not be there. It used to not be a stage. You, when I first performed, you just performed right there on the floor. Now there is a bit oh, of an elevated stage. stage. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, you joined me for Brian would have his annual holiday concert there. Yes. And his buddy, uh, Rich Kaufman would join him on stage. We had a nice time listening to uh, holiday songs. One of my favorite family memories, we still quote this today. It's like a joke that only really our family would get. But my girls were, I don't know, kind of young. Maybe Julie was 10, Una was seven. And we all got veggie burgers. Very good. The veggie burger at Fergie's, very good. Um, and on the menu, my kids will always know, they'll go right to the dessert section. Sure. So on the menu, it said, ask about our desserts. And they were kind of highlighting it, like they're a little proud. Like Fergie's pretty proud of the desserts. Yeah. yeah. Waitress comes over. It's like, ask me about my honor student. Yeah. Son. And yeah. I always do. Like, I will chase down a car. I will just right. ride, oh, I've seen you ride them and d- pull them over and be like, hey, how's that honor student? And they're like on the phone to the cops and then they kind of get what I'm going after. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're less threatening them. And I was like, well, congrats to uh, Tucker. That's great. Sure. Um, so we asked the waitress. My wife's like, hey, uh, I'd like to ask you about your desserts. And the waitress's face went from like, oh, no. And we're like, uh, she's like, well, we have a, and she sounded really nervous, a pumpkin flan that's i think it's still there um and we're like oh no and then she leaned in she goes honestly capogiro's across the street has really good ice cream i would just i'm like do you mind if we just go there and bring it back she's like oh yeah yeah yeah. you don't you don't want this one that's amazing so what we kind of figured is they just have this one serving of flan that's like in the back of the fridge sure like they just have to have it because it says on the menu it's like it's like a it's like a a jar of pickled eggs at a bar (laughs) so whenever we we kind of reference a bad dessert or at a restaurant we're just like ah pumpkin flan there is a there's there's one thing you always want to be with flan and that's sure you never want to be uncertain about a flan. No. No. Can I, can I tell you a quick dessert story? Hey, sure. Okay. So as you probably know, I go up to Maine many uh, years for vacation. Our, we have family friends who live outside of Bar Harbor. And we, we, I've been going up since I was a kid. Uh, there's a woman we know up there who we've met through our friends. She is a great cook and she makes cheesecakes that are incredible. Incredible cheesecakes. And she would just make them out of her house and then would sell them to people. Like people would order them for birthdays or whatever. And then it just became a big thing where it really got to be busy for her because it was just her side job. So what she would do is she would just put the cheesecakes in the fridge in her garage. Right. And she would tell them, just stop in the garage. The garage is open. Just leave the money and take the cheesecake. Then it became a thing, and now it's developed into she's got a, a garage that is gigantic mm-hmm. that almost looks like a, an ice cream shop, but she just has a series of glass front refrigerators all around the garage with both full cheesecakes and slices of cheesecakes that you can just walk into her garage 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at three in the morning, whatever, walk in, God. grab a cheesecake, drop the money off in the uh, in the you know, deposit box or whatever, and then walk away with the cheesecake. And it's a self-serve cheesecake garage on her premises. And she's been over for a couple of years and it's wildly successful. Self-service cheesecake garage. That's fantastic. How, how do you think that would go over in uh, Philadelphia? Not well. <laughs> Not well at all. I think it would last four hours. Yeah. 
yeah. four, maybe five hours. Just Fergie's to me, it has that. Like I, we, I started going there like in my late twenties, we go and play Quizzo on Thursday nights. And it literally was my favorite part of just being young and working with no kids. My wife, my sister-in-law, our friends, we would just show up super early to get a table, battle all the pen, like geeks from Penn would come over in big groups. They were super annoying students there. You have to make sure you get like, we would get there literally at like five o'clock for like a 7.30. Sure. Quizzo. And we'd be super drunk by the time. And we would just have fun. But the, the level of competition was so fierce, mm-hmm. was so incredibly fierce. So many good memories of Quizzo at Fergie's. What's your favorite? What's another good bar holidays that you like to go to in Philadelphia? That's a great question. I will say, I'll, I'll tell you this. There is <clears throat> this. Uh, okay. One of the f- favorite things I used to that I can't do right. Obviously we can't do right now is just go to the bar at Villa de Roma on yep. the Italian market. And you know, it's basically the restaurant, but they have a bar room and we would sit in there and I don't want to give it away, but that's where we would position ourselves to sit and watch Eagles games on Sundays Ooh. because they have TVs, but most people don't sit at the bar there yeah. and around Christmas time, always a good time uh, right there. We go to uh, Triangle Tavern. Oh, another Camus. Yeah. yeah. Last four, the last four Saturdays before Christmas. I mean, the last four years, Saturday before Christmas, we go there for dinner. Then we go down and walk through that crazy block of lights on 11th. Miracle on 13th. Miracle on 13th. So this year, we're going to go a little earlier just to make sure we're able to get in there and, you know, socially distant, less tables, all that. Still want to go. The best, if you're a vegetarian, Chip, the best vegan spaghetti and vegan balls you'll have, Triangle Tavern. Uh, the, yeah, the vegan meatball sandwich is one of my favorite things in the world at Triangle. It's yeah. fantastic. Highly recommend. I'm a little uh, By the way, uh, Michael Baldwin yeah. just said uh, cheesecakes and cheese steaks, perfect together. So maybe it would be like a an all-night garage that just leaves cheese steaks out. Cheese, that'd be good. Like yeah. just however long until they sell, right? Just leave cheese steaks out. On a table. Yes. So they sell. And by the way, I don't know if I'm allowed to give uh, secret identities or anything out yeah. on this podcast on Facebook or whatever, but Michael Baldwin just made me think of one of my favorite moments of Fergie's history, which is Doogie Horner used to do his Ministry of Secret Jokes show there every month for years. And it was one of the best shows in Philly, one of the best comedy shows, always a good time. And Doogie had his bachelor party at Fergie's upstairs. He just decided to do a crazy episode of his show, Ministry Secret Jokes. And the legendary Wid, uh, AKA one of the people who might be watching this right now, did a set at that bachelor party. And it, to this day is one of my favorite sets I've ever seen anybody do comedy. Love it. Upstairs um, at Fergie's. One sec. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a little low on a blood sugar chip. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier today. I was uh, woke up early to clean the bathroom. Yep. Cut my thumb just doing like some real serious, serious cleaning. Oh, geez. Blood. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Literally, Chris Traeger voice, literally an, literally. Hour, an hour later, I am pulling out some tin foil, aluminum foil, and I cut the dickens out of my finger on that little serrated Oh, sure. Foil chopper? Yeah. I didn't, what would you call that? What is the name of the little metal, like the the teeth? 
the the jaw the jaws of death i would call it oh good lord and i lost probably i'd say a half gallon of blood just to that that seems like a lot jeff i I, i'm not good with measurements um but i was i was really really i had to go take a nap for a while due to all the blood loss so right now i'm uh I'm getting back into it, Chip. So if I seem a little logy, I think yeah. beer will help. So definitely, I, I've been drinking beer. I think that's good. I'm if drinking- there are any doctors listening, please uh, please share. Okay, a little pale ale, not a bad. Pale ale. Mm-hmm. Now, Chip, um, we have some new followers, new listeners, new everything due to the uh, the Fraud Street Run, a little yes. run in Philadelphia that you and I sponsored. We had a lot of help from our good friends putting it together. Kelly pointed out from November 3rd to like now, the whirlwind of activity in our lives and nationally and America and our friends has been crazy. The election Mm -hmm. followed by the announcement of Biden's victory, Giuliani's craziness, Fraud Street run, my cousin Kevin's birthday. Kevin's birthday, which was crazy, mm-hmm. crazy fun time on Zoom. Everyone had a good time. Thanksgiving, you renewed your vows with Kim for the third time. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Well, we we did a. We officially got divorced after the second one, just to get remarried for the third time. Gotcha. So it wasn't necessarily renewal. It was a real thing. Then we had, it seemed like an endless three weeks of hype for our, our Fraud Street run. Then the Fraud Street run finally came. Big success. And then here we are today. Like that month was super packed with emotional heft, positivity, hope, confusion. But it was good. But it was, it was quite a month. It was. It was, it was crazy. And, and thank you to everybody, to all the listeners, all of the people who donated, all the people who ran the Fraud Street Run in one way or another. Uh, it, we, we, uh, we really appreciate it. We, we could have done it just the two of us sitting in our little houses. Yeah. If it was just you and I running and donating, we would be like, uh, that's $100 to fill abundance. And yeah. uh, we, 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 we had a pretty good run. And with Which my donation, I'm- 105. <laughs> I'm going to give final tally. We are officially wrapping up our fundraising campaign for Phil Abundance. We have wrapped it up. Um, right now, Chip, the final tally. Wouldn't it be Im- nice, by the way, if everybody could wrap their campaign up? Yes. There are some right. people in this world who have not uh, wrapped up their campaign, even though uh, it is officially over and has been for quite a while. I got you, buddy. I know what you're saying. Soon. Uh, final tally. The incredibly generous people who donated directly to Phil Abundance have raised $54,471. Whoa. $54,000. Yes. So we'll say 54.4 and t-shirt sales proceeds. We are going to chip in another $8,200. So the final campaign total donation by the amazing people supporting the Fraud Street Run $62,671. Wow. $62,000. Well played, Jeff, for dreaming this whole thing up. Uh, uh, Thank you to everybody who who participated. I can't believe $62,000. That's great. People are amazing. People are, like I said, it's a sign of, of hope, positivity, 
and people just want to have fun. You know, we're grasping for fun. We're, we're doing the best we can to make our own fun. And I think people did that with this run. I want to thank like real quickly, Sean at total landscaping four seasons, total landscaping, yes. such a nice guy. So accommodating to all the runners who came out both on Saturday and Sunday. I went out Saturday morning. Um, I ran, started out with probably about 20 people, ran all the way to Four Seasons Hotel. I want to give another shout out to the security staff at Four Seasons Hotel. A very nice, large gentleman, Joseph, came over to me right away as I showed up. And I'm like, oh boy, we're in trouble. Yeah. Couldn't have been nicer. He just said, hey, you guys, we're expecting you guys have fun, take pictures. Just don't park in our driveway when we're like, hey, no problem. Yeah. Um, then I went down the next day. I met you there. We talked to a lot of super nice people, a couple of news crews, Fox, the amazing. Somebody was on TV, Jeff. Yes, I heard. I still haven't seen it. Don't know if I want to see it. Did you get an agent out of it? I do. I do have an agent right now. And okay. uh, basically, He's looking for work for me, mostly voice, not a lot of uh, visual stuff. He oh, said FaceTime. Okay. Yeah, All a lot, right. A lot of voice, uh, background voice, something like that. He said, I should go after peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. There we go. Um, and then Stephanie from the Philadelphia Inquirer, we met down there. She was awesome. Been a huge supporter of the run. Um, yeah. And then I just got to say the course, which I kind of threw together very quickly, not really knowing much about it. And I think Gerard- well, I'm also not really expecting anybody to actually run it. You just did it for fun at, at the beginning. Oh yeah. But uh, I believe on chat here, we have Gerard Pescator. He ran it also on Sunday. I ran on Saturday. I got to say it was a really fun course to run. It was flat. It was fast. The one thing I think people had apprehension about was, Hey, you're running under 95 in yeah. an area of Philadelphia, not known for running. We started in Tacony. We did a long stretch through Bridesburg and Port Richmond, and then you get to Delaware Ave, like proper in Philly, Center City area. And then we just wended our way through. I got to tell you, the Tacony through uh, Port Richmond, Bridesburg was great. It, everybody was really nice. There was like a four mile stretch you're running down Richmond Street, and you just see like the Comcast buildings and you see Center City. It was beautiful. That's great. And there was uh, routes, paths along the river. So I think that one of the nice things about this is maybe we introduce people to another place to run in Philadelphia. You know, everybody's yeah, running around the river. They're running around Fairmont, um, Forbidden Drive. So hopefully when we do this next year, and I say that because to a person, everyone I met at the finish line, at the start line, it's like, we got to do this next year. So you know, we're hoping Which is we're very gonna... interesting because I got a lot of feedback that morning from a lot of people. They said, don't ever do this again. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, they're very angry, type of person. very adamant. There He's we go. George said definitely a nice quieter course than he thought it would be. There you go. Yeah. Um, and that's coming from our official run doctor, uh, yep. our pescator. Yeah. Our official fake run doctor, uh, running coach. You guys need a running coach, Philadelphia, Gerard, sweat equity. You're not going to do better than that. Um, yeah. So I just want to, you know, give shout out again to everybody who was so nice. And the, one of my favorite things after the runs were watching people post all around our country, Singapore, UK, all the creative people who are like, Hey, I found a four seasons uh, hotel and then 15 miles away, a spa called four seasons. So me and my buddy ran 15 miles. One guy in Oregon's like, Hey, here I am at the four seasons finish and it's four seasons nail salon. You know, a guy in UK found a 
two very weirdly named four season places he ran to. It was so fun. It was just so fun and nice to see people getting super creative, getting silly with it. Uh, it was great. That's, that's amazing. That's such a, such a fun day. And uh, I, I should say I was uh, injured. I, although I'm getting better. I'm feel I've been icing those, uh, those Achilles and they're, they're starting to feel better, but um, I, that I, I couldn't run it, but I walked 11 miles. I didn't do the fraud street run route, but I walked it uh, down in South Philly and I uh, went down to the Navy Yard, went all over the place, and did my 11 miles there. And you're with uh, executive producer Kim Chantry yes. and her mom, correct? Uh, yeah, well, they ran it. They, they, they walked it as well. Yeah. I uh, walked separately. We didn't want a big, big group, you know. We look oh, very right, right. If, we, if there's too much of a big group. I got you, buddy. Yeah. Um, lessons learned from our first attempt at being race organizers. Yes. <laughs> you want to call us that? Uh, two funny things. Race disorganizers. Like Race disorganizers. I, you know, I've been in the internet business for probably since 1995. Very old chip. Yep. 24 years young. I'm really good at, you know, managing domains, acquiring domains. The one thing dumb Jeff did not do during this whirlwind of putting this race together was secure the domain name fraudstreetrun.com. Yes. This for probably about... 10, eight days after the fact, I'm like, oh my God, I typed in fraudstreetrun.com expecting the worst and it redirected right to our exact page on our site. That's incredible. So some good soul out there. I look back on when it was registered. It literally was registered November 10th. We put the race live November 9th. Wow. So some guy got the domain name He's uh, hid his name from the site. You don't have to show who owns it. You can just say, you know, anonymous registrant. And he was nice enough to just point it to our site. He hasn't reached out yet. I haven't been in contact with him. So it's going to either go two ways, Chip, two ways. Yep. We're never going to find out. It was just a, a very munificent, kind soul who helped us out with a charity run benefiting Phil Abundance. Or I'm going to get an email or phone call soon being like, hey, we want $5,000 to keep the domain going to where it should be going. Absolutely. It's, it's going to one or two ways. I think now's a good of time as ever to tell you what I know about that. Okay. Uh, it was me. <laughs> I registered it and uh, put it up. I, know, I don't know how computers work, Jeff, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to do that. No. Okay. I just figured you might have been inspired and, and just figured out how to how to secure a domain name. And then once you secure that domain name, get in the control panel, make sure you uh, route the, uh, the, the, the server to go to uh, a, an, another domain redirect. I would rather go door to door to every person <laughs> in America and ask them to donate to the Frost Street Run than do what you just described. You don't want to switch any DNS server no. locations or IP addresses, anything like that? Nope. Uh, okay. Yeah. I could talk to you about it. Just give me a half hour. Okay. Let's do Maybe that's, that should be the podcast from now on. Just you explaining to me mm -hmm. how to register a domain. People would Chip, another fun thing I've, I've realized, uh, you know, on T public, the, the, the wonderful site who sells our t-shirts, um, we're not the only people selling fraud street run t-shirts. Oh no. There are about 25 other shops selling my design, just like a Frankenstein of my design they took like screenshots and just uploaded that. 
So if you want to get authentic Fraud Street Run Junk Miles gear, go to junkmilesshow.com. There's links on the sidebar. There's links on our page. Go through there. I'm not complaining. We've raised, you know, profits $8,200 from shirt sales. People were pretty awesome. So that's pretty great. So there are my two lessons learned. You can't do anything about the knockoff shirts. Uh, You should definitely get the domain name if you're going to create some sort of event. Try it like that. Speaking of shirts, Chip, we're offering a new shirt. It's a new fun design. It's for people who finished or people who ran the race. It's or called just our, anybody, really. Anybody. If you just want to have some fun, it's called our Fraud Street bib shirt. So this will be the front of the shirt. You got Fraud Street run. It's a bib. It's a running bib. And if you look, we have the four seasons. There's a, the, the landscaping. The official seal. Seal, the official four seasons uh, hotel. So you go from the hotel to there. 215. That's a pretty good number to have, right, Chip? It is. Perfect. You have 11 miles, four seasons, total landscaping, and the the date at which you ran it. This new shirt is available on our site now. You go to junkmilesshow.com. We're figuring out right now, we ended the Phil Abundance campaign, and we want to donate some partial proceeds to these new shirts to New new charity, Chip. And I know I tasked you. We, we You and I are 50-50 on everything. Yes. We're like, let's divide up these. You do these, this, I'll do that. You said, Jeff, let me handle new charity research. What have you come up with so far, Chip? So I researched a bunch of charities that we could move on to for our next fundraiser. And I guess we should say that if from here on out, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you buy this shirt mm-hmm. or the old Fraud Street Run shirt mm-hmm. from here on out, a, a, a part of the proceeds will go to yeah. that, but not the full proceeds. This past month, we closed that out. Yep. Uh, so, so don't think you're just giving a charity. But I researched and found some really amazing charities that I think maybe are a little more off the beaten path that probably could use our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if you don't mind, hopefully maybe the listeners, if, you got, if the listeners want to chime in, see what you think about, maybe if we even do a poll to see which of these charities you like the most that we could give to. So the first one I found I thought was really interesting, Jeff, is uh, – the Salvation Navy. So it's like the Salvation Army, but they have boats. So there's a lot of upkeep and, you know, you got to yeah. train them how to tie all those knots and everything. Right. Plus to give to charity. So I thought the Salvation Navy would that's, be a good That's one. a possibility. I like that. Yeah. Salvation Navy. Yeah. There's also a Habitat for Humility. <laughs> Could you explain maybe? Uh, sure. So I'm not really entirely sure what that is. This is for somebody who's like just really vain, filled with hubris. Is just mm-hmm. they really just think they're just hot to trot. You you take them, you put them in a really ugly, shabby house. Yeah. And then everybody sees like, look at your ugly house, and then they become a lot more. Uh, you know, it's humiliating for them, so they become a lot more humble. You knock them down a peg. Yeah. Yes. And so the money you donate would actually go towards like moving expenses to put these people in. Houses that are not as nice as their current houses. Yes, embarrassingly ugly. Yeah. That's Habitat Habitat for Humility. Okay, that's number two. Okay, that's a possibility, Chip. Yeah. This one near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, the Ronald McDonald condo. (laughs) Okay. He's getting a little bit older. You know, he doesn't want the upkeep with the yard. And it's just, he doesn't need Mm -hmm. all the space. The kids moved out. I like that. You know, Grimace obviously has died. So, um, so, uh, I wasn't aware. He, uh, he's got the fees though that has it's a smaller house doesn't have the mortgage but there's a lot of fees that go along with that so i thought that would be a good one uh rest in power grimace rest in yes. power 
Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the NWSESF. The NWSESF. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard of it, but could you just maybe spell out that initialism? Oh, oh sure. Yeah, I guess I should yeah. tell the listeners. Uh, the North w- Wildwood Society to End Shark Fear. Oh, yep. That, so yep. This is a great show. I'm sort of leaning towards this one. The North Wildwood Society to End Shark Fear. What they do is, Jeff, let's say you're afraid of sharks. Yep, a little bit. What they do is a family member, a loved one, would contact this society. Mm-hmm. They would have a group of men show up to your house in the middle of the night, kidnap you, throw you in a van, drive you to the ocean, take you out on a boat, put you in a shark cage, and then just, it's, it's against your, your yeah, yep. I just swallowed something. Ah, Get a drink in your chip. Just take a little something. I do. Excuse me. Uh, hold on. I apologize. Jeff, vamp for us for a second. There you go. So we're, we're, we're vetting charities right now, new charities. Um, these all sound great so far. Ronald McDonald condo. Ah, definitely up there. The Salvation Navy. And the new one is the, uh, if you could repeat the, the, yeah, name. the North Wildwood Society to end shark fear. Excuse me. We had pizza tonight. A little red pepper just hit me in there. Yeah, that'll do it to you. Ah. So yeah, what they do is you're kidnapped in the night. They take it out on a boat against your will, put you in a shark cage. Mm-hmm. You're, you're surrounded by these sharks until you're not afraid of them anymore. It's desensitization. I got it. Yeah. So I guess some of the money we donate would go to the van that would, the kidnapping the van. Kidnapping van, the shark cage, the rental of the shark, scuba shark gear. Cage. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's, that's flying high to the top of the list, Chip. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, we- and of course, there's the Greater Philadelphia Home for the Boring. <laughs> so it's sort of like Habitat for Humility, but if you're just a really boring person, yeah, you they put you in this home. You don't have to bore anyone else. They try to give you hobbies. They try to give you a couple of good stories to tell. So when you're released again, you're you're not a, just a complete dull, you know, wet blanket at a party. Gotcha. Yeah, we um, have that. Uh, this one is, and it's it's a sensitive t- topic, and I, I don't like to, I don't want to make light or anything like that. But uh, the American Funny Bone Society. I'd like to hear more about that. So you know how like you're walking and you like bang your arm, like your elbow on something, you get that really shooting. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, it's for it's for that. Oh, that's that's it. Just they to do, kind they of research and they try to come up with cures for that. Do they try to come up with uh, like uh, funny bone injury prevention or just? It, there, it's 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 prevention. It's it's therapeutics what about a uh, cure they're trying they're trying to eradicate it is is really the hope that'd be great because that's that's smarts whenever i hit my funny bone the first thing i yell out is ah that's smarts yeah it's not gonna smart anymore if we can get them enough money yeah uh there's the episcopal help fund mm-hmm. okay uh, so I, that's always a good one uh i'm not familiar do you do anything about them oh yeah yeah um, basically what you do is you get a group of volunteers you give them stacks of cash Mm-hmm. And then you just walk around and you ask people, you go up to people on the street and be like, excuse me, are you Episcopalian? And if they say yes, you give them $10. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that's, and it, it can help with any bills they have to pay. Maybe they can buy some lunch. Um, I like it. Uh, Uncle Dave's hamster rescue. I think that's fairly obvious. You know, that's just, I don't really want to talk too much about that. All right. We'll, we'll leave it be. Uncle Dave's hamster rescue. Um, Dave. Stephanie's house. Stephanie's house, I think is a really good charity. <laughs> That's uh, that sounds like it helps people. Well, it's just honestly, it's just my friend's Stephanie's house, but it's oh. it's a shithole. <laughs> it really is a terrible, 
if she could just get $10,000 worth of just work on the kitchen, on the bathroom, if it, it really is not a pleasant. Maybe some mold remediation. Yeah, yeah. It really she is. has no idea that this charity was set up, right? This is just her very concerned friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. We just, we- Again, that's Stephanie's house? <laughs> Stephanie's house, yeah. I like that. Uh, and then, you know, of course, you don't want to just always go for like, I mean, there's obviously people in need and negative things, but then there's also arts and culture. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is always good for this for uh, the area. Uh, I, I would love to do, uh, to donate to the Upper Darby Philharmonic. Wow. I, I had no idea Upper Darby had a Philharmonic. It's it's just two guys in uh, Ron Jaworski's jerseys <laughs> holding a boombox. So we'd like to get them more CDs and tapes that they can play. Plus the batteries, just those things eat, just eat up batteries. It, um, is Michael Rainey involved in any way with this? I, I believe I thought- He it, was one of the founders. I, I believe yeah. he had been asked to leave though. Okay. I, I thought I saw him mention that once. I believe he was on Perks when he mentioned that. Yes. 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 Yeah. And that's one of the Perks, if you will. Yeah. One of the Perks. And then finally, uh, number 12 is, of course, something near and dear to my heart, uh, CWB. CWB, CWB, let me see, CWB. Again, sounds familiar, but I might need a little help with the uh, the initialism there. Uh, Catholics who break dance. Whoa. Yeah, so it's to get them, you know, the proper pants, uh, car- cardboard to put down, mm-hmm. you know, some good music. Just, it's just to help, help those Catholics who like to break dance and uh, get them as, get them as good at break dancing as possible. Yeah, as a, as a Catholic, it was verboten pretty much growing up break dancing anything involved the music the dancing the culture well this new was, pope he's pretty open to it yeah the new pope i think he's he's probably more break dancing uh friendly as a catholic I, I'm, I'm not catholic myself but as a catholic uh do you prefer a new pope or, or a classic pope uh i like a crystal pope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, good did a pretty good job yeah diet pope Pope Zero. Chip, I got to tell you, you did some great research there for the new charities that we will be vetting. Um, We're going to pick one, definitely pick one from from that list. Or a different list. Or yeah, we we can even, people, if you have any charities out there that are better than the ones that Chip mentioned, let us know. That would be great. You can uh, contact us either way. Go to uh, Junk Mile Show on Twitter. Always... um, Respond to us there. Chip Chantry at Twitter. Uh, use wigs, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. Go to our website, figure it out there. I think we have a contact us. I know we have a contact us, Chip, because I get about 100 emails a day because of this Front Street Run thing. Yeah. So many questions. So many super nice people. A lot of people need help uh, ordering T-shirts and asking me where their orders are. And it's been it's been fun. I like being customer service, Chip. Yeah. And I think you do a great job of it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Chip, I want to go, you know how I love lists. I love checking out what's hot. I go to like AV club and, you know, a lot of those fun pop culture sites. There are uh, a lot of Hallmark movies out. I believe like Hallmark likes to release close to a hundred holiday movies, probably starting in October. Right. Yep. Going all the way through, I believe, the following September. A lot of them are Christmas themed. A lot of the, that's the predominant. There's not a lot of Kwanzaa. There's not a lot of uh, Hanukkah. 
mostly Christmas specials, Chip. Yes. Um, they have a lot of great ones. There's a lot of ones people are really into, but I look for, I found a list that said the lowest rated Hallmark movies that have, that have been put out. Would you like to hear a couple? So these, these are ones that people are not fans of. Yeah. These, these are ones that came out and people are like, nope, sorry, not interested. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hear about the top ones. I'd like to hear the bottom. Yeah. Everyone knows the top ones are, but these are the, uh, let me see. Here's one. The Christmas Crocs. Christmas Crocs. Oh. That doesn't, I wouldn't want to watch that now. I guess somebody gets a pair of unique shoes for Christmas and they're not happy with it. Yeah. Uh, a very CrossFit Christmas. A very CrossFit Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm not going to watch an hour and a half of that. No, I, I heard um, a lot of kettlebells. I saw yeah. like the first 20 minutes was just a lot of kettlebells. Um, couple flirting while throwing tires at each other. Yeah, it just, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't I, I can see why it wasn't very popular. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these, I notice a lot of white people, like there's not a lot of diversity. Right. They, they went so much in that direction. One that it was only up one night, white power Christmas. Okay. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I'm not, not, they want, they no. want nothing to do. Like you can't even find that listed anywhere. White power. Took it down. Took it down. Yeah. They took it down. Um, the Christmas tarantula. Sure. Uh, could you, could you tell me a little bit about that one? Sure. Uh, I believe uh, <laughs> a single mom, uh, her son only wanted one thing for Christmas and she got him the Christmas tarantula Yeah, and he did not want to treat. She misheard him. Um, oh, it no. did not go well. The that's, Christmas tarantula. That's, yeah. That's that's, I can see why no one liked that. It's scary. Yeah. Um, the Christmas drone. Oh, I think that's some sort it's of. High High tech, maybe a little too high tech for the, the normal crowd watching yeah. Hallmark movies. A lot of surveillance. It got a little icky, I think, you know, with, you know, drones and what they do. Um, the Christmas switchblade. <laughs> okay, that one, that one just sounds, I mean, I mean, you're talking Christmas tarantula. That one just doesn't sound good at all. I'm not a, no. I'm not a fan of that. that no, one. I could see why no one, it sounds kind of cool, like, you know, in a Fonzie sort of way. Yeah. But no, Christmas Switchblade, they said it was their second lowest one ever. Again, I think they went, this was last year. No, this was three years ago. They tried to get, they're trying to jump onto the zeitgeist of the moment. A very Bitcoin Christmas, a very. Yeah, that one just, Bitcoin. I don't trust that at all. I feel like I'd get hacked just watching that. Yeah, it's it's a bit, you don't want to get into that blockchain nonsense. And this one, Chip, this actually not very popular, but let me describe it to you. A high-powered female executive moves back to her hometown to help her parents with their Christmas popcorn store, and she is convinced a holiday hunk she runs into at the coffee shop is Coldplay's Chris Martin. Wow. What's that one called? Uh, it's called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Chris Martin. Okay. Yeah, that one... Uh... You would you maybe maybe over in the UK, maybe put it on the BBC, they'd watch it. I, I think that's probably why it didn't do so well. Yeah. A lot of people just think like the lead singer of Coldplay is named Coldplay or something. Yeah. Like, oh, no hey. one no one knows who Chris Martin is. Yeah, it's Greg Coldplay. Yeah. Right. So that's that's like a, uh, you know, I and think as, as you know, Greg Coldplay is actually the guitar player. So yes. It's kind, of like the, it's kind of like the Jay Giles band in that respect. Yeah, but what do they they call Christmas something else over in England too, don't they? Don't like Papa Noel Day or something. You know the Brits with their stupid 
names. Yeah, they always different. want to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I, with it, with it, well, it's like, oh, tomorrow's Papa Noel Day. Put go put some guinea in their dundies or something. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Put a guinea in your. We'd wake up and we'd have a uh, guineas in our in our dundies and uh, and a, and a, a fresh orange. We, yeah. we look forward to just having an orange. Now, by the way, I, you know, I'm surprised that it's beginning to look a lot like Chris Martin. Martin. Uh, wasn't a big hit because uh, Dr. Gerard Pescatore had said that uh, in that movie was the hit song uh, Yellow Snow by Coldplay. I didn't. Wow, that might have been. Uh, I guess they're covering the famous Frank Zappa song. Uh, yellow snow. That's great. I didn't, I didn't realize it. You know, I think I'm going to watch. It's beginning to look a lot like Chris Martin. Yeah. Why not? I might try to look it up tonight. Okay. Chip in keeping with the theme holiday theme, we're, we're in the Christmas mood. I would say we're kind of excited about it again. People are looking to latch on to positive feelings. Hopefully Christmas is a positive thing for people. Fun. Um, I have another list. If, if you want to hear it, it's another sure. kind of sure. This is called the uh, public domain song sung at my kids, mostly non-denominational holiday concert. Okay. Again, public domain songs sung at my kids, mostly non-denominational holiday. So you're not going to exclude anyone and nope. you're also not going to infringe on any uh, copyright. That's right. We're not going to infringe That's on right. copyright. We're not going to exclude people talking about one celebration not another. This is all about the time of year that Christmas and all the other holidays fall in. Yeah. All right. We got a uh, number one, the magic snow shovel. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sounds, sounds fine. Yeah. The soon to be classic. It's that time of year. It's not very specific, but I think that's the point. It's fine. It's, it's that time of year, Chip. It's that time of year. Uh, bells are ringing. Yeah, it's a statement of fact. A little, a little antiseptic, but it, that's what we're just saying. The bells are ringing. The bells are ringing. Here's one. The kids just brought a tear to my eye. The kids are saying the 12 days of vacation. Okay. I guess yeah, it's a winter everybody break. Everybody gets off, right? Here's one. The little kids, the teeny boppers at the uh, holiday concert for uh, non-denominational holiday songs. Oh, Merry Mittens. They're happy. They are happy. Yeah. That's a, I, I can, I, I think I can hear that one in my head. Oh, Mary Mittens. It's, it was kind of sweet. Um, two more chip. If you want to okay. hear them. Yeah. Um, oh, this one's, this one's good. Again, you're almost there. You're almost feeling spirit, but it's a little, there's a tree in the house. There's a tree in the house. There most certainly is. Chip, let me, uh, let me hit you with a little, there's a tree in the house. Would you mind? I, I would love it. When the weather grows cold at a certain time of year, the room, living room feels smaller when the Douglas fir appears. There's a tree in the house. There's a tree in the house. We'll just leave it at that. There's a tree in the house. There's a tree in the house. It's intriguing the cat. Uh, maybe my favorite non non-denominational uh, carol ever again it's just there's a tree in the house chip we'll just leave it at that yeah um here's one a little different i didn't really get it but i guess you couldn't include like an iconic figure from one of the holidays so they just it seems like they just picked a normal everyday person yeah here comes carol okay here comes carol uh yeah. i had I the lyrics if you'd like yeah to. i'd love love to hear it i'll give you some lyrics here comes carol here comes carol entering conference room a 
She's got a cup of tea, a snowman sweater, and a heck of a lot to say. Her phone is glowing, her PowerPoint showing. She sure is chatty today. So pretend you're busy and don't look up when Carol comes your way. Here comes Carol, here comes Carol. Entering, I, wow, uh, sounds great. I, I wish I could have made their concert. That, uh, that one is, that one is one for the ages, Jeff. Oh, you want to hear old Mary Mittens? Oh yeah, actually, yeah. absolutely. I, this, cool. I just pulled up there. I didn't realize that these non-denominational holiday oh, songs okay. sung at my child's. And, uh, and by the way, concert. I have to say, uh, John Hoy just yep. said that he loves the Mannheim steamroller version of there's a treat house. <laughs> that's a powerful one, John. It is as a powerful one. All right, Chip, here comes O'Mary Mittens. Let's see. Uh, I don't know how it goes. I'm just kind of read the lyrics. I don't really know the tune. Oh, Mary Mittens, cheer surges through my body when I slip you on. Oh, Mary Mittens, oh, Mary Mittens, embolden with holly jolly power as the dark turns to dawn. Wrongs will be set right. Heathens I will smite with my hands snug and tight. Behold my magic mitten song. That was a little, uh, this is a little dark. A, yeah. A little, well, not a lot yeah. of Mary. <laughs> wow. Sinister, to, if you will. That's a lot to, lot to take in. And, and lastly, I know you asked, you said, can I have the lyrics for the magic snow shovel? 100%. I didn't realize the full title is called It's Mike, the magic snow shovel. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Anthropomorphized. I think that appeals more to kids. Sure. Here we go. Mike, the magic snow shovel. Children gather round and you shall hear the tale of a magic shovel we hold dear. A blizzard covered town with two feet of snow. So a wise man grabbed a shovel and gave it a go. The shovel started glowing and whistled a merry tune and dug the whole town out by half past noon. It's Mike the magic snow shovel. It's Mike the magic snow shovel. Children sang aloud. It's Mike the magic snow shovel. It's Mike the magic snow shovel, the tool that made us proud. Wow, that's one you can get behind. I mean, that should almost be a national anthem of some country. <laughs> That is impressive, Jeff. There you go, Chip. That's, uh, that's again, public domain song sung at my kids, mostly non-denominational holiday concert. Well done. Well done. Wow, huh? Chip, do you have any tips to help us fall asleep? I know a lot of people are filled with anxiety. A lot of people are, you know, just trying to, trying to get through the, the winter. As a matter of fact, I do. Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, the one thing that I do is I'll listen to this podcast. It puts me right out. <laughs> Just two minutes in, I am just <laughs> snooze town. Yeah, I can see that. So that's, that's a pretty that's, good. That's a fun one. I highly recommend that for people. Yep. Uh, just put on here some of our lists and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Welcome to Snoozeville, people. Yeah, you know what I do? I will tell you this. It's it's working like a charm. Uh, I just play the alphabet game in my head. I come up with a category, mm -hmm. throw a category at me, and I just try to play the alphabet game and just just name something of every letter of the alphabet. So it's like the other night I did eighties movies. I couldn't sleep. So I was like movies from the eighties. And I just started playing just a B C. I barely get to like L and I am, I'm all Z's if you know what I mean. Wow. I never, I've never even heard. That's a great, great thing to do. It distracts you to sleep. Distracts you to sleep. You're thinking about something you enjoy. Yeah. So don't think of like, 
don't give yourself a horrible topic. Don't be like war crimes. Okay, <laughs> starting with letter A. Like that one would be just the dreams you would have that night would probably right. be terrible. Yeah. Up war criminals. People who have wronged me. Like you don't want to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, you're right. So you want to try to figure out the most like just. Like, just go with albums. Yeah. Or you could be more specific, you know, uh, punk rock albums. You could do uh, TV shows, sitcoms, anything. You play it and you won't make it to letter M. You'll be out. You'll be oh asleep. You know what I did? I, I've been watching The Office with my kids, which has been a lot of fun. And I'll just, when I want to try to, again, try to fall asleep, I try to name all the characters first and last name and the actors' names first. And That's a good one. That kind of works. But then I'll get, I'll get like completely obsessed about like, hold Who it. played Kevin? Yeah. Who played Kevin? Like Brian, Brian, Brian. Then I'm up and then I'm like grabbing my phone. You got to go. There's it. a little danger area there, but there it's is. still fun. It's yeah. still fun. Maybe not the most best way to fall asleep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, there's uh, it's a celebrity birthday today. Oh, who? Um, well, this is one of the, Kevin I wanna, from the office. It's not Kevin from the office. What about the scene? Kevin from the office bringing in his pot of chili. Into uh, the office. Oh, just dropping it all over. Just all over. And then he was trying to clean it up. He just grabbed a tray of uh, paper off of Pam's and he's <laughs> yeah. just scooping it, scooping it. And as he's doing it, he's telling us how he prepared it. Just how I minced right. the onions and cut the, oh, love them. Yeah. All right. This is, um, you know, when you, like you're a fish fan. So, you know, sure. like when you're talking to other fish people, it's great. But when you have to defend the honor of fish in front of other people, it can be a job in itself, right? Right. Um, today is the birthday of the lead singer of a band I hold dear, but I'm probably in 5% of, of the people hold this dear because I'm not like, I think his target audience would be probably women in their 40s and 50s. Is it Mike Reno from Loverboy? It's not, okay. but... Kind of close. It's Johnny Resnick turns 54 today. Johnny ah. Resnick, of course. Johnny Goo Goo Doll Resnick. Yeah. As my friend Ira Parks on Twitter calls him Johnny Goo Goo. Johnny Goo Goos. Sure. Now, if you follow it's me- kind of like, It's kind of like Chris Coldplay, yeah. Yes, Chris Coldplay, Johnny Goo Goos, Goo Goo Johnny. If you follow me on Twitter, Chip, I tweet about uh, Goo Goo Dolls an inordinate amount of times. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I did the the math. It's seventeen percent of your tweets are Goo Goo Doll related. I think I started doing it like kind of as a joke because I really like the band, but because you would always get feedback from people like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And they don't really know the majesty, the the power of the Goos, all their great songs. So I'm always kind of defending. I got to a point where I wrote a, a, a piece on newswigs.com giving people like a primer on how to get into the Goo Goo Dolls and how good they are. A, a blueprint, listed, if you will. Yeah, blueprint. I, I think I, I 15 of their best songs and I described where they came from, why they were good. I convinced upwards of maybe one person. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah, that's one more than you had. So that's, uh, that's my guy. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let that slide. Whoa. I want to give everybody out there, you type in YouTube, Johnny Resnick, spell it any way you want. There's some Z's, some K's. And Daryl Hall at Daryl's house. 
these two son of a bitches duet on Iris, Iris, the greatest ballad of all time. I, I'm, I'm not going to get any argument on that from anybody. You think Johnny Resnick can belt out Iris, which he can. When you trade off vocals with maybe the greatest vocalist ever to come out of Philadelphia, Daryl Hall's raw, soulful voice kicking in verse or two. And I'd give up forever to touch you Cause I know that you feel me somehow You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be And I don't wanna go home right now But all I can taste is a moment And all I can breathe is your life tearjerker right there it's great moment that's that's great i'm i'm googling it right now that's that's what i'm gonna are you google it are you google it googling yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be looking that up after uh after hours after the show google i can't even i can't even i don't don't, i'm not a big fan of puns and i could probably try to do something with google and google but why can't we come up with a website that's just (laughs) goo google and it's just it, anything you search just comes back comes to back you. with Johnny's face. Yeah. There we go. Gerard Pescatore, the great British baking show puts him out, which I, I can see that is an awesome show. To, it's the most relaxing show because even during the most stressful times, everybody is so polite, so supportive of each other that there's no sort of histrionics. There's no sort of combative behavior that would make you feel anxious. It is a a lovely show with kind British people who can make some truly gross desserts. Yes. Or as they call, Chip, in in Great Britain, they call desserts puddings. Puddings. I mean, how fun is that? You know, you would never guess that they're great, great, great grandparents with the red coats. (laughs) That's you something. still won't let that go, right? I've seen yeah. you. Yeah, I get I used to some of my British friends, and you just under your breath will say like red coat, and I'll be like, Chip, let it go. Yeah, and you yeah. can't. Yeah, all my uh, my British friends that I hang out with, uh, they they always wear sunglasses, so I don't see the whites of their eyes. Whoa. It's, yeah. It's uh, I hold grudges. Let's just say. Um, I saw a very good tweet yesterday, and it made me laugh because I think about it all the time. Uh, mutual friend, Christian Alsis. Oh, sure. Yeah. At Christian Alsis, A-L-S-I-S. Very funny, the tweeter. Very funny tweeter. Uh, I'll read his tweet. Hopefully I will do it service. The most I've ever identified with the Christmas song is the part in the one, the Beach Boys, the one Beach Boys song where someone monotonously and resignedly states in the most exasperated way possible, Christmas comes this time of year. <laughs> it really does. It, that should almost be in the non-denominational uh, children's. <laughs> like that song, there's a lot. 
lot of like you know oomph to it oh yeah and then which 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 brother is that that's probably uh not dennis and it's not carl probably maybe carl yeah let's say it's carl brother number three or four whatever that's just him that's them throwing him a bone saying carl we're gonna give you a lyric he wanted to sing lead and then this was his take as as he said resignedly states in the most exasperated way possible <laughs> christmas comes this time. it's it adds nothing to the song yeah it's not only the way it's delivered but it's 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 like a helper sentence that just wants to make sure people know what's going on in the song right it's just they're he's keeping them on track he's reminding them what we're talking about yeah it would be almost like if, if like somebody was in the background of like a Brian Adams song and just be like, remember this was 1969 in the summer, you know, like just over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you just got to make sure like, yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, he probably could, Carl could have made a career out of doing that. Like with other songs, other, you know, like uh, uh, just, just, just a reminder that Mr. Joel nor his friends started the fire, you know, just over and over again. I mean, I think that's he's no way admitting to yeah uh, starting a fire. Yeah, I mean, it could uh, just be though. Though he apparently has had many lovers, Billy Jean was not one of them. Right. You know, you just kind of keep yeah. Him just being like, we're no way saying Sue is a slut. Run around Sue. It's exactly right. Like, that's all you. Yes. Yeah. Right. You like they're they're just really hammering home that run around Sue is a little loose. Is like hooking up with every Beach Boy. And then Carl just comes in. We are no way yeah. stating that Sue has loose morals. Yeah. We're just having fun. Uh, this, stair- this stairway does, in fact, lead to heaven. Uh, we don't recommend it. It's very high. Uh, I wouldn't do it unless you have a good leg strength because uh, it is quite the journey up this staircase. I like it. I, I-, I see a, uh, a recurring bit, maybe, Chip. Yeah, I think yeah, well, that's... You know, uh, maybe we can have Christian Alsis on. We can have his top 10... I, I think that would be, I think that would be a great, a, a great idea. Yeah. Just I think. have him do the research. He comes on and he lets us know what's going on. I love, I love that because some songs you ever hear a song and then you're like halfway through and you're like, like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, I, like we, what, you know, I don't understand where this is. Yeah. Yeah. Like Peter Buck, like with every other REM song is just like, we're not saying he's literally in a garden at midnight doing things. All right. This right. is metaphors. Yeah. He, it's, it's a disclaimer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, the, these boys like to party and they will uh, fight for the right to do so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just throwing it out there. That's, and when, that's... We, when we say fight, we're not saying a physical confrontation that could bring some sort of lawsuit. We're no. just saying fight in, in a very broad way. Not being dissuaded in the least. No, not at all. Not at all. Carl. Do you have offhand, do you have a favorite tweet of all time? Uh, I I do love, there's a super old, Karen Kilgariff is just kills me. She, she's, she's, the, she's just the funniest. Um, I heard she's murdered a lot of people. Did you know that? I think it's a. I think she literally has that podcast. The final episode will her will be Karen admitting to a murder. Like she's the Zodiac killer. Yeah, she 
this is probably seven years ago. She simply tweeted out people with ear gauges. What do you want us to do? <laughs> that is, that kind of lays it out. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, like an economy of words, like just so perfect. Yeah. Kind of what so everybody's angry. just so, what do you, what do you, over. what do you want us to do? That's, that's great. Yeah. What about you, Chip? Uh, I, I remember there's a, I'm sure it's still around. There's an account called Bernie Thoughts, I think it's called, like Bernie Sanders Thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called Bernie, Bernie's Thoughts. And it's, of course, in all cap, all caps, I think most of the time, you know, because it's, it's Bernie Sanders, just picture Bernie Sanders yelling at a podium. This was back during the, the 2016 election, I believe. And uh, I still just remember it hitting me so hard. And all of his, like I said, all the tweets, I think are in all caps. It's just Bernie talking. And it just said simply, Call horses what they are, dog kings. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yes. what else do you need, really? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're coming to the end of our show, Chip. We Our, our battle cry going forward is hour. Let's do our show. Yes. Power hour. Power hour. I think we've come up to an hour and we're going to have next show. We're going to have a great guest. I think we're going to go forward with, uh, with our new superstar bit. That's fantastic with chip and Jeff, where we're going yes. to have guests talking right about, about we're going to, they'll be talking about something fantastic that they are into, or they did at one point in their lives that brought them a lot of joy. Um, so that's coming up. I want to do a shout. I, I'm going to have a shout out and I think you might have a shout out. We'll do one, our good buddy, friend of the show. He helped out with the Fraud Street Run, John Solomon. Yes. In a few weeks, we'll have his 84th annual Christmas holiday show, and he's doing it from his house this year. And I believe you and I will be uh, pulling something together for that this year. Yes. He has a lot of hours to fill up, Chip, so we'll have no problem getting on this year. 25 hours. 25 hours. 25 hours that's that's an incredible amount of hours right john is uh i believe he's 60 67 years old been doing the show for that long he's been doing it since he was 12 it's gonna be fun and then i have i'm a big fan of the band the lawrence arms one of my favorite bands probably the band i've listened to the most in the past 10 years on friday december 11th 8 p.m they have a show called war on christmas it's gonna be a live stream uh, and they pulled together members of a bunch of great Chicago area bands, Rise Against, Alkaline Trio, New Jersey Band, Gaslight Anthem, and more. Just go to lawrencearmsdealer.com for $11. You get to watch all these great people perform, drink, have fun in a Christmas-themed event. Again, holiday, War on Christmas, Lawrence Arms. Check that out. And lastly, I want to give an RIP chip yes. to the mighty David Lander. And we just mentioned him the last show, I believe, or the show before last. We just threw out the name David Lander. Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Poor guy, 73 years old. Super funny. What a what yeah. a great iconic character. Just one of those guys that you know people are like, oh, he's Squiggy from Lenny and Squiggy, and that's it. But like he had such a career and was it was so funny and I know beloved by like so many, so many people. Yeah. So yeah. uh that's sad. And I guess um his partner from back then, Michael McKeon, yeah, 
will probably, I haven't checked his Twitter, but I'm sure I imagine those guys stayed pretty tight. Throughout. I think, I think they did. I think he's actually posted a couple of things today. Yeah. So. so check that out. Oh, and I have another good one. Uh, you know, I'm not usually proud of stuff I do. Most of the stuff I do is, is so nonsense filled. It's not even. I'm pretty disappointed in most of it. Yeah, I could see why. Most of it's like just horrible puns, I think, if you you might be aware of that. But one thing I've done, and this is a good thing to do, I'm not a big fan of Spotify, Chip, but throughout the year when I hear a song I like, I just create my favorite songs of 2020 so far. Mm-hmm. I just add them, add them, add them. I've added 42 over the year songs so far. So if you go to Spotify and just put Jeff Lyons, and I believe it's called Favorite Jams from 2020 so far. This list, there's so many good songs, Chip. All right, I'm in. Spotify, Jeff Lyons, Favorite Jams 2020 so far. Chip, do you have a shout out or two? Um, I just want to give a shout out to you, Jeff, for putting together, coming up with the whole... Fraud Street Run, 60 some thousand dollars that we've raised for beekeepers. I forget what the exact charity. Fill Abundance, Chip. Fill, Fill Abundance. Abundance, that's right. Fill Abundance. Uh, such a great charity. Hopefully they can use it well. And, uh, you, know, you know, hopefully it, it goes to all those, uh, you know, all those people in need. And uh, thanks for, for putting all that work in. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, and, and just to everybody who uh, part, part took in it, had partaken in the fraud should run and donated because again we didn't donate all that money it was it was you guys so we really do appreciate that yeah and that's the the, the number one thing is it was all about the people all about the super incredibly generous people incredibly fun good spirited people uh who participated who donated and who let us do it so again thank you everybody um yeah we really appreciate it and uh We'll see you in about a week and a half, two weeks, Chip. Is that correct? That sounds about right. All right. Let me play us out, Chip, with uh, a little Brian Seymour again. This is Christmas at Fergie's. I'm going to blast it. You go to brianseymour.com. You pick that up and you give whatever amount of money you want, a dollar, $10, and that money will go to the Philadelphia Community Fridge, a community-centered organization combating food insecurity and equity in Philadelphia. Go Philly. Love it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Murphy's minutes, rumple miss kisses, and the microphone smells of smoke. Yeah, the waitress always leaving, the bartender and I'll knock you down with a joke. But the snow won't fall, and baby won't call. So I get pissed for all the sea. One more Christmas at Fergie's. Fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la, fa la 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 la. Blue shopping bag ladies, Tiffany crazy, hop one by one from the cold. Yeah, the regular sharking, slurs turn to barking.
Blue shopping bag 